Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Planning to host this summer? Same-day delivery is a party saver. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure there's enough burgers, chips, paper towels, etc. Don't freak out. Target Circle 360 is coming to the rescue with unlimited same-day delivery. It's the fastest way to get more Target, so sign up today. Take care of your guest. Target takes care of the rest. Summer hosting is so much easier when you have unlimited same-day delivery from Target. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 today. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms. Applies to orders over $35. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. I am all in. with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back. This is Scott Patterson, and this is the I Am All In podcast, iHeartRadio. What an episode. My God, was this episode fun or what? Uh, we're going to bring in Riley now, and we're going to do synopsis of Double Date, episode 12. Go ahead, Riley. This is episode 12, Double Date, air date, January 18th, 2001. Lane, convinced that Dean's friend is the boy for her, convinces Rory to double date with her. Lorelai reluctantly accepts a double blind date with Jackson, Sookie, and Jackson's cousin, Rune. You asked out Lorelai. You asked I, out Lorelai. Yeah, I did. I asked twice. her out. I asked, uh, twice. <laughs> twice. In, and and den, uh, not denied twice, but interrupted twice. What was, what was, it was like uh, asking out Datus Interruptus. Uh, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Kim comes storming in looking for Lane, like throwing a, a mom fit right in the middle of my asking out Lorelai. Right. It just it just I get, just kept getting jammed up. Why don't um, we listen to it? Why don't we listen to that? The clip? Let's go ahead. You know, maybe sometime we could. Uh... <laughs> oh, 
again. Easton, play it again. <laughs> you know, maybe sometime we could. That was a massive moment. That was big, right? That Do you remember cool. it? I uh, I don't, and I really <laughs> like, and I don't like watching myself, but I like watching this stuff because it's so underplayed, and I really like it. It's it's small, yeah. you know. The acting yeah. is small, so it can be big, and it's just I really liked it. Um, I enjoyed that, and her look when after wait a minute at the end he does it again and he's successful, right? At the end of it, he's successful. She's wearing that. She's She has a ponytail and she's wearing that top, that cool looking uh, top that she had on. And yeah, that time it was more like, oh, we'll do it again sometime. Right, like, right, yeah. right, right. It was more casual. But she, didn't she look so good when she, when she looked at me as I was going back behind the, the, the counter? You mean tall, tall Lorelai? Yeah. Tall, that, tall Lorelai with her big ears. Right. Tall. Her size. What size shoe do you wear? <laughs> so we're going to get into all this. We're going to get into uh, uh, Double Date. What an episode. Guys, I, this was this was just a laugh riot from beginning to end. It could have been called Double Double Date. Yes. Could have been called, uh, you know, uh, The Attack of Lane's Mom. You know. I had such higher hopes for Lane's date, and then that didn't turn out how I hoped it would. Yeah, there, she tried. She tried. Lane tried. It was a valiant effort to try to get some kind of intelligence out of this boy. Um, <laughs> there was no intelligence to be had out of this young boy. Uh, Dean's friend... Uh, I guess he's a bro, he's a good dude and all that. But man, I tell you, he's not yet turned into dating material. Yeah, he, he wasn't the he wasn't the wordsmith Lane was hoping for. <laughs> he's no Dean. Let me tell you, watching this episode, I was like, Dean is such a babe. Like kissing her and doing all that kind of stuff. I was like, if I was Rory, I would be all about Dean, which she is. But major hot points for Dean this episode. He was, uh, you know, quite adamant that he wanted to chew on her face when he wanted to do it. He didn't want to listen. He didn't want to do favors. He just wanted to mac daddy, mac daddy, mac daddy. Let's break down Mrs. Kim because what do we think of Mrs. Kim? Is she way too strict? Is she just looking out for her daughter's best interest? Is she just out of her mind. Mrs. Kim is so strict, but it puts Rory in this predicament that we've seen a couple of times where she has to lie to do what Lane wants, you know, or Lane's always hiding out at their house or uh, in this case, even Rory's in trouble because she lied, which makes Lorelai upset. So it's, it is sort of a eek situation what was the lie she she lied oh she lied lane, that she, lane lied to, to her mother on the date right right she couldn't go on a date she was supposed she, to be at rory's house and right. she's at the movies with right. the boy and she's not supposed to be and 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 rory didn't tell lorelei that lane was going to be on the date either yeah or she didn't tell her that lane wasn't allowed to go right yeah because rory told lorelei i'm going we're going to the movies with dean but 
didn't fail to or didn't right. say that hey mrs kim doesn't know this mm-hmm. so play along right. and, and then <laughs> right. you know that puts Lorelai in a bad spot because now mrs kim can't trust her going forward yeah and i don't think Lorelai will lie as a mom to right. another mom no. she won't do it she mom is code. really mom code yeah know. she definitely has mom code so yeah. i think it's there are challenging elements for rory and lane because they want to do things and they you know, it goes back to even the candy bar. Oh, that's mine. They've been lying to Mrs. Kim since uh, mm-hmm. episode two or whatever episode that was. But like, that was it. That uh, uh, when Lorelai went to see Mrs. Kim, uh, that was a powerful scene. And yeah, it was a be- it's beautifully rough. acted scene by Emily Carota. Wow. Wow. Yes. And it's, it's so many colors. Hurtful. Yeah. It can be hurtful to Lorelai that there's judgment, right. even though Lorelai has proven herself to be an a really excellent mother, mm-hmm. Mrs. Kim still has judgment. Right. She's blaming Lorelai for that when it's not her fault. So Lorelai shows up and now Emily or Mrs. Kim sees her as like, you're a screw up. And Lorelai admits that. Yeah, I screwed up and I'll never be what the mom that, what did she say? She said, she said something so self-deprecating. She goes, I, and very nasty, but she handled it beautifully. Mrs. Kim said, I, I, I hope I don't want Lane to turn out like you. Mm-hmm. And she said, Rough. you know what? I don't want Lane to turn out like me either. And what a, what a mm. moment. My God. Um, and I don't want, and I don't want Rory to turn out like me either. Again. Yeah. Mrs. Kim has the best of intentions. She mm-hmm. just has a harsh way. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, Trust is a big deal. I mean, it's it's a big deal. I think it's also a respect thing. Yeah. At least with, you know, mother-daughter, with my family, it's the same thing. You know, it's like, if your dad gives you these rules, you follow them. And Lane wasn't doing that. So I think Mrs. Kim saw red when she found out that not <laughs> only was her daughter lying, but she also wasn't obeying her and respecting her. Very interesting dynamic. And what a powerful... Actress coming into Luke Steiner, breaking up my... <laughs> Your moment? My moment. Where's my moment? Easton. Here we go. You know, maybe sometime we could... <laughs> there it is again. I wonder what would have happened had Mrs. Kim not just like barged into the diner. Would you have gotten your kiss years earlier? <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, I think she delayed it a little bit. Not much. Who knows? <laughs> you know. If if things were to go stay on his plans, um, yeah, it would have happened probably that year, that season. But yeah, you know, life got in the way for four years. We weren't ready for it. We weren't not. Uh uh-uh. uh. Wait, what card game was that you guys were playing? Five card draw. Is Open. that poker? Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. let her break the rules. But the thing I did, I gave her four extra. <laughs> and if you want four cards you have to show your ace the only way you can get four cards is to have an ace and i didn't require that she show me her ace so i was just like really just like yeah just take them you just really like her yeah i like her (laughs) it's a great scene i I mean i did i liked when he pulled when he pulled out the deck of cards i think that was cool because i mean when i i grew up playing cards that's what we do on the east coast We, we played a lot of cards when we were kids we gambled when we were kids it was unbelievable do we feel that Jackson and Suki are on their way now? That was some of the best acted 
stuff I've seen yet. Those two together were magic. That was hysterical. And the moment that Lorelai is just like not, she doesn't know what's going on. She's just trying to figure out why these two are being so awkward and, and, and tentative with one another. It was hysterical. Was that a great scene? That's a great scene. Oh, sure. No, you can lie. No, thank you. Right? It was completely so different behavior with their normal. And, and everyone like, can relate because Suki did throw it out there. Mm-hmm. And then they never get the day. And she doesn't want to be the one to say it again. Yeah, but come on. He's got he's to gotta grow a pair and, and call yeah. her. Like, come on. I agree. What the heck was that all about? Like, she, she, like be, be a modern woman and you call him? No. You want to go out sometime? Yeah. What about Suki's prom hair updo? <laughs> That was my favorite. <laughs> it was so like prom esque in her dress. She looks. Uh, I loved. I loved everything about that I whole know. double date. How can you not love Melissa McCarthy? I mean, what what a performance! What what a just incredibly likable actress, person. So vulnerable, so sweet. You you can't not root for her. I mean, it's it's impossible. It's humanly impossible not to root for her. Um. Just, just great stuff. Really great stuff. Um, what else can? We, and there was, there was no Emily in this at all, was there? I, I noticed there was no Emily. No clown pillow either. It was very. It was less stressful an episode, even with the Max Perlick stuff and going after Lorelai that way. It was. It just seemed like you know Emily's character does introduce an element of stress. Um, very entertaining. Very needed. Um, but the tension really ratchets up when she comes on screen. I, th- th- that was missing in this episode. There was far less tension um, because I think what uh, what what Mrs. Kim was doing was real and powerful, but sort of more comedic. You know what I'm saying? It was more, um, well, it was just funnier stuff. You know, maybe sometime <laughs> we could... Oh my god! Did you hear the accent? Did you hear the little accent? So I don't do it know. again, Easton. Do it again. Here, listen to the accent. You know, maybe sometime we could. Sometime. <laughs> you had an accent. <laughs> what is that accent? What is that? Gilmore. Yeah, that's that's the Gilmore. I was trying to find the character, you know, in the beginning of the series and. Uh. <laughs> you know, sometime you could. It's like a how you doing? <laughs> yeah. Maybe sometime we can, we can go out for a little. Oh God, you guys! Uh, I was so shook when it happened. Uh, I think I didn't remember from the other five times I've seen this episode, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God! Like alone, I'm talking to the TV. Oh my God! Oh. Oh, he just asked her out. Yeah, twice. I mean, I'm, I was going to the hoop. I don't know if I was going to the hoop very strong, but I was going to the hoop. Yes, uh, I agree with and that. And I got it fouled. Mrs. Strong. Kim fouled me, and and <laughs> she fouled. I couldn't get to the hoop. She fouled It maybe me. wasn't strong, but it was real. It was real. real, yeah. But I think it was strong. It was like, I mean, let's compare the methodology of a Max Medina versus a Luke. I mean, what do you guys prefer? Yeah. Max is coming in hot. And he's it's coming in too hot. Like just like, he's going to get called for an offensive foul. 
He's coming too strong to the hoop, you know. We call that quick out of the shoots. So you never want to trust too quick out of the shoots. It's like, ooh, dial it back. Yeah. Dial it back. Yeah. He came in too hot, and that's why it's doomed. If you want a girl like Lorelai, you better be a little crafty about it. You better be kind of, uh, you know, just subtle, under the radar. When she least expect it, like, boom. You know what I mean? Can I give an off-the-wall comparison? Sure. Different, different, but yet the same. Carrie and Mr. Big. Because oh, he I... did not come quick out of the shoots. And it's like, that's why it worked for all those years. Still working. Just like, oh, get yourself. Huh? No, I know watching. what it is. I've seen episodes. I like it. But I, I just never watched it from beginning to end. It's just that dance. It's that dance that you and Lorelai are going to do. And it's going to last because you're not just like in her face. I didn't realize I was on her this quick. I'm yeah, trying to close that deal. Started in episode two when she asked if you were cute. That yeah. was the biggest dead giveaway of anything. Like, what, man, Do you I think gotta... Luke is cute? I'll never forget it. I got a full bucket of golf balls. I've only hit a couple of balls. I got a lot of balls left. <laughs> it's a really unfortunate way of putting it. I just heard myself say that. Really, really what's a, funny. What's a rune? What's a what, rune? What is a rune? What is a rune? That's the, that's the name my parents gave me. That's what it is. No, no. What is a rune? How did how they name you rune? What is a rune? <laughs> you say it too at the counter. She's like... the says something about rune. You're like, what's a rune? What's a rune? God. I mean, did she just want to smack him or what? I mean, did he, he did so deserved it. When she wanted to powder her nose, he said to her, he, under his breath, he looked at her, he goes, you better get a lot of powder. Going to need a lot of powder for that nose. She doesn't no, have a big nose. Yes, he did. He did. Danielle caught something amazing that I did not notice that she what? can reveal to the world. What? What is this? When they were at dinner, did you see Rune beheading the butter swan? Yes, of course. <laughs> it was, yes. And then, and then in another shot, and then in another shot, the, the, the swan was still, still had a head. So he, he, that was a little inconsistency. But yeah, yeah, he's, he's beheading the swan, butter swans. Yeah, the fancy. That's true. I had to rewind it like five times because I was like, he did not just do that. Now, what is your gut that he was directed to do that or he thought of it? Because we will ask him. We will ask him. I think I'm, I'm going to put my money on that's his choice. I think he came up with that. If he did, I he did. is a genius. Yes. There's, there's, genius. and worthy of the award he won. He won an Independent Spirit Award for Best Supporting Male and Drugstore Cowboy, by the way. Little factoid. Yes. He's, just, he's, he's, he's quite, and he was in Blow with Johnny Depp. He's the guy that gave him up at the end of the film. He was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah. I know that. But I, he's also in Blow with Johnny Depp. He's so, I, I love Max Perlick. He's so iconic. <laughs> He's that guy. That guy. Gonna, I need more. I need more. What, what do you want me to do? It's like, you know, I only make one flight, a, a couple of flights a week. We need more. We need more. <laughs> more. And guess what? What? He, he's on today's podcast. No way. Max Perlick <laughs> is coming on today. All right. All right. Let's get Max on right now. Can't wait to talk to him. Let's get him on. 
Rune. Rune. Buddy. Hello. Hey, bud. <laughs> How are you doing? What's happening? Where are you? I'm at home here in L.A. Oh, okay, cool. Sitting by the piano. There you go, buddy. Nice to see you. Max Perlick. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. He appeared as Rune in a total of three episodes. He's an American film television actor. His career began when he dropped out of high school to pursue a small part in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 1986. He then appeared in Can't Buy Me Love, 1987, Plain Clothes, 88, Drugstore Cowboy, 89. He won the Independent Spirit Award for Best Supporting Male in Drugstore Cowboy. Wow. Um, And also, it doesn't mention here, but one of my favorite movies blow uh you were you were also in blow opposite johnny depp and i have some questions for you about that on television you're in gilmore girls charmed my name is earl terminator sarah connor chronicles luscious jackson max welcome to i am all in podcast how you doing pal huh thank you so so you've appeared in in some iconic projects uh like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Charms. How how did you get? Tell us about the process of getting uh, the role of Rune on Gilmore. Rune was put to me, uh, and I was really excited about the professionals and the, the skill sets that they had. Uh, Paladino, uh, 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 Lauren. Uh, uh, Ed, Ed, uh, Edward Herman. Is it Edward Herman? Mm-hmm. I mean, amazing casting, amazing production staff, writing staff. They had a system that was just locked in, and all you had to do was basically, in my opinion, just show up and be able to make it sing. And if you had to have that cadence, you know, with their with the material was just if you understood any kind of any kind of uh, tone uh, if you had any kind of musical inclinations you did well with with their writing because it was really just about the tempo you know mm-hmm. yeah it it felt felt like an iambic almost you know there was there definitely was a rhythm to it absolutely um yeah i you know and you know i've been on you know, I did a Seinfeld that was very organized and buttoned down. I did a Will and, Will and Grace. I did some other stuff before I got Gilmore. And it was all really smooth sailing. Great crews did Gilmore more of the same. But then after, after I did Gilmore, I did a couple of series and it was just kind of a mess. You know, it was, it, I really missed that whole Gilmore crew and how, how cracked they were, you know, and how they really had it work. It was Kubrickian, you know, it's like Stanley Kubrick was known for his organization and that that's what you need to bring to bear on a, on a TV set. So tell us a little bit about your first day on set, what you can remember being a first day on set. I remember being nervous um, because I felt, you know, it was a high uh, bar to I was always just nervous because there was a lot of people uh, that you're always used to seeing the positions of the the different uh, crew, but when it comes to being in touch with the material, I always just felt like I needed to really be in, focused, and I just wanted to 
to, to just watch as much as possible and absorb mm -hmm. their process, mm -hmm. the working process for the uh, cast and how you guys were working to just kind of tap into that so that I could do my, my due diligence. Right. And I, I was just trying to mesh with, you know, get a, get a good feel, you know, and right. it's always, it's like, you're the new kid in school because you're, you know, you're a guest star, you know, right. I don't sure. know if you're familiar no. with that feeling, but you kind of I, 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 I built my resume uh, in the nineties on guest starring on big uh, sitcoms and yeah, it's nerve wracking, really nerve wracking. I did a Seinfeld and that was really nerve wracking because that's like getting called up to the big leagues and you don't know if you're ready or not, you know? <laughs> uh, but I, I get it. Yeah. I just know that I aspire to be with it and be in, you know, for the greater good and, and be able to, to tap into what the writer has put down and at the very least expects the cadence to be there mm -hmm. and you know you hire, you hope and you wish you can hire the right athletes mm -hmm. to go to that for you and and i just felt really lucky and, and i felt like i was in good a really good company and i wanted to i wanted to do well you know? that, yeah. that's kind of what i remember you know? well you hit it out of the park pal what a great episode hysterically funny i mean just you know yeah. being so contentious yeah. with the with Lorelai and uh, he's calling her an East German basketball player and she's too tall. And I mean, that was hysterical. That was well, absolutely you know, hysterical. To be fair. I mean, Rune, you know, really had great aspirations of becoming a, you know, a, a top rate horticulturist and carrot grower. And he, uh, you know, he didn't tell uh, Jackson about his aspirations, but he was going to take over Jackson's business. And, uh, you know, if they would have let him go, Jackson would have been out on his heels and, you know, Rune mm -hmm. would have taken over his identity. Ah, so that's, so let me ask you this. Uh, a lot of people on this staff want to know, as producers want to know, was it your idea to cut the heads off the butter swans? Yeah. I knew, I knew it. I was right. I won the bet. I won the, I, knew, I didn't I, know whether I'd get captured, but then I remember the DP going, oh yeah, we got to go around and get a single that the, yeah. the, the uh, the but because I was just like, what can I do? Because I'm just sitting over here. What am I, what kind of business can I? What am I? You know, going back. You know, I'm just trying to think about the editor. You know, <laughs> true. Yeah, that's that's one of the things actors have to think about is the editor. Yeah, the real prick by, by accident. I guess it was by accident, but I just kind of was looked it up so I could watch the episode before I got a link and mm -hmm. somebody who's a reviewer or like a fan, a really big fan of your, sh of the show mm -hmm. was reviewing the episode. And when my scene came on, when he saw me, he's like, who does that guy think he is? That guy's a little prick. Jesus. Who is he? Who is this guy, Rune? What a lame punk. Uh, oh, really, Rune? Really? You gonna, <laughs> is that what you think, Rune? And he was just like, had it in for me. And then he, 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 it was hilarious. It was really good. <laughs> That's very colorful <laughs> language from uh, from I a reviewer. For I, sure. I take my hat off to America. <laughs> there you go. And what was it like working with Lauren Graham? Did you uh, did you did you enjoy that? Constant professional. Yeah. Uh, just amazing girl. Had a lot of weight on her shoulders. Yeah. And she just handled it like class act, smooth, smooth uh, operator. Uh, really a nice, well mannered, um, down to earth what more can you want? You know, yeah. she just, she made it really easy on me as did everyone else there. And all I had to do was 
my eyes would show up and be part of this uh, great happening. Right, right. Did you know that? Uh, did you know that uh, you were going to do more episodes, or would they just book you one at a time? As I remember, I think they were one at a time. Right, right. I just remember I had Ted Demi passed away on the last episode I was doing. He had just passed oh, that. the basketball, was, playing basketball down in Venice. Yeah, right? and I was yeah. really with a good friend of mine, and we had we, 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 we had a working relationship and. And uh, I was really tore up about it. And I, I couldn't even finish this episode, this last episode I was doing, which was a, a holiday episode. I did my best. It, you know, I struggled through it, but they were really kind to me. Everyone was so sweet. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I remember that was something right. that was going on. For the audience, the- Ted Demi was the uh, director of Blow, uh, the film you did with Johnny Depp. Did he write the, did he write the film as well? No, Ted wrote, he did script uh, rewrites, but he... Uh, he, didn't, he didn't write the original screenplay? Okay. Uh, him and, uh, he and uh, uh, Bruce Porter, and it was uh, Nick Cassavetes, oh. uh, John Cassavetes. Um, right, I know did Nick. Did the uh, yeah. screenplay. And, uh, Nick wrote the Ted screenplay? Contrib- Nick wrote that? Yeah, it, it, Ted was, was contributing to it. Oh my goodness, okay. Uh, Nick Cassavetes is the son of John Cassavetes, the great actor and great independent I was, director. I think it was him, it was him. Bruce Porter wrote the uh, the book, the novel. Yeah. But uh, I'm not positive that Nick Nick could have done the other film. We also did a film called Beautiful Girls together. Oh, you did uh, that? Ted, okay. Yeah, Ted was a great director. He did uh, Life. He did uh, The Ref with uh, Dennis Leary. Was one of his great friends. Right. But anyway, yeah, I had a great great. I love Ted with all my heart and I miss him dearly. Yeah. He was a great, that was, great. That was a big loss. I remember that was very shocking. Ted, he was very young. Ted, Ted he was 38. Ted, yeah. Ted uh, just had, you know, he started Yo MTV raps. That was his first gig. And he was the producer of that. And uh, he had just, all three of us, Johnny and I and Ted had had our second kids at the time. And it was, his kid was like three weeks, four weeks old. Mm. Dexter. Oh. Tragic. Oh. Can you give me one second? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Astor Pro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off and I need something that works fast. That's where Astor Pro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. And it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? 
With IKEA, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Every time I go on vacation, I find myself packing an extra bag with essentials, supplies, and food. But that's all in the past because people can sign up for Target Circle 360, which gives everyone unlimited same-day delivery wherever they go. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure there's enough burgers, chips, paper towels, etc. Don't freak out. Target Circle 360 is coming to the rescue with unlimited same-day delivery. It's the fastest way to get more Target. So sign up for Target Circle 360 today. The only thing better than getting delivery from Target is getting unlimited same-day delivery from Target while you're on vacation. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 so you can stock up on food supplies, pool stuff, and everything in between without ever interrupting your summer plans. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm sorry, I get cut. I get, I, I always get emotional when talk about Ted. I apologize. No, no need to apologize. Totally understand. So let's get back to Rune a little bit. Okay. Uh, what is seriously like, they, you know, I know uh, Laurel, I asked you in the episode, what is a Rune? But I, I would like to know what is it? Do you know what a Rune is? No. Do you, do you know what a Rune is? <laughs> I mean, I have my own kind of idea of what Well, there a was a game is. when I was a kid that you played Runes. There's a game. I don't know if it's a game, but they're based on, um, you know, Runes were sort of headpieces, right? Is it like a Dungeons and Dragons type of a, a deal? Ruin, like a ruin, like a like a tale, like a like an old uh, like a, a scary uh, like uh, remembrance of some place. No, no, like, no, yeah, I don't. It, they were like I don't know. They, they were like these uh, uh, made out of stone, and they were rectangular, and they were runes, and yeah, they had symbols I on that. them. I remember, yeah. you, you, I do remember you, that. you sort of can tell. You throw the runes in a certain pattern. You tell the future or something like that, or they're like tarot yeah, cards. Like dice, kind of yeah, down, right? but they're bigger. They, whatever, yeah, they're uh, anyway. So maybe that's whatever they came up as it was like the magic eight ball type of a thing. Yeah, like, right, right. But but you threw it down like dice. You never know what you're gonna get. Maybe that was the point. Maybe that's why you were named Rune. 
I think that's brilliantly. I, I think you hit it. I think that's it. God, Jim, he's got it. <laughs> the man has got it, Chad. My Jim. Oh my goodness. So you didn't. Your character didn't like Lorelai at all. Was it? Let me ask you. Was it? Was it difficult in those scenes keeping a straight face? Doing those, doing those lines, or did you really believe it when you were saying that stuff? Well, I mean, it's all part of the package, buddy. You know, I got to bring something to the game there. You know, I had to have some intense, you know, a hole kind of uh, chutzpah. Uh-huh. I had to do the uh, the rude mumbo uh, to be able to to i had to really you know, believe all of that i had to bring it buddy it, it, yeah, you man. know this ain't easy i don't get up like you know it ain't easy like this getting up like this you know I, you, you 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 think this is just it comes out of the package like this but no there's a lot of thought that goes into these uh, uh these rooms here I, so yeah you know, right. i mean it, it looks easy but uh to be able to do these brutal things with the, uh, the the butter, you know, that's a lot of guts. A lot of a lot of uh, normal people would do would be a klug. It would be a klug on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know what a klug is. A I klug, don't. It's a klug. What's a klug? It's a, a, a koi. It's like a koi. It's a koi. It's like a, you know you get you koished with something. Cursed. You get cursed. Oh, koist. I gotcha. 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 Okay, no events. Okay. Speaking like one of the three stooges. Totally. Don't get coist. Uh, all right. Um, um, so really, so it was, it was, it was just, you really felt it. You didn't have to fight laughing. There was no, it was just, that was, oh. you really possessed that character and you really hated her. Cause you really committed to that. I mean, it's a good piece of acting. Cause you really, I really believe that you disliked her. Well, I didn't, you know, I mean, she didn't do, you know, she's not uh, making me any soup, uh, matzo ball soup, or give me a pillow or to lay my head on. I mean, what kind of service is she? Uh, I really just wanted to get uh, get Jackson alone. To be able, Rune wanted to get him alone mm-hmm. to be able to get his secrets about carrots, and uh, you know, really about a lot of other vegetables. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and, and the thing is, Brad Jackson is known back home as a uh, you know he has some special uh, growing process and uh, now that he's in the big town i want to be able to come in and take over that was my family uh, had told me that now's your chance the big time the big time meaning the big town and stars hollow yes go see your cousin right the back lot the back lot yeah gotcha the big the big town and star okay back lot that circle that big circle. right sure 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 no i know I love that circle, Inter- man. Yeah, I know. That was my home for seven years, yeah. Um, I remember seeing you coming in one day, and I didn't say anything. I just opened the door to the donut shop, and I looked over. You know my mom worked on the show, too, right? Uh, Linda Porter. Yeah. 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 No, I know. I know. Yeah, she, she, I, it was, we never worked together. Barely, I think we we never really did any scenes together no that's strange why we did david lynch right before she passed we did this uh wild uh, not wild and heart but uh what is it david lynch's uh twin peaks the mm-hmm, reboot mm-hmm. we did that together my mom was brilliant on yeah, that show she was mom passed away she passed away in, on september, september 25th oh i'm sorry 25th. buddy i'm sorry she's up there on mount uh heron up there with the uh she's with all the you know important Jewish people up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Mount Sinai? There you go. 
up there next to Disney, across from Disney. They're waving. You're still selling my checks. They're, they have like eyes on their money over there. I'm, well, I mean, you laugh, but I mean, they're picturing that, you know, I need you to come have lunch with me before I pass away up at the Mount Sinai. We have to have a lunch there. Mm-hmm. Why, mom? Why are we going to have lunch? So I already pictured that. She already pictured it, that we we having lunch. And, mm-hmm. uh, she was mad that I didn't want to go. I was scared of it. Hmm. Why? I just wanted to have lunch with her before she passed away. Mm-hmm. I love mom. Everything good about any of us comes from our, our mothers. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. It's true, right? Yeah, it is true. Very, very true. Um yeah, I lost my mom in 08, and uh, the la- I spent the last week of her life with her, uh, 24-7. Slept in the room with her. Um, it was quite something. It was the most magical seven days of my life. Um, I mean, the love that was coming out of her, and the, I mean, it was just amazing, the way she just hung in there for her kids, you know, wanting to just soak up everything that was you know, the last bits of love and joy that was she was going to experience. Um, so, it was, yeah, I feel for you, buddy. Sorry for your loss, man. Likewise. Yeah. Um, so you basically, your character, Rune, you pretty much roasted Lauren the entire episode. What'd you, what did you, I mean, I think we already know how you um, feel about her. You've stated this. Um but here's some of your greatest lines. She's like a basketball player. <laughs> uh, what was the bearded lady busy tonight or something? And then you stood up and said, okay, I'm getting really bored. First I get stuck with her. <laughs> and let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Did, did Brenda, did Brenda Mabin in the wardrobe department tell you to wear your hat the entire time, your hat and coat the entire time? Cause it kind of was. I'm bald. bald. I'm, I'm a bald Jew. What do you want from me? I want an answer. I want an answer. I want an answer. If if Brenda told you to wear the hat the whole time, was that your idea? I wish I could give you the true answer for that. Yeah. The real answer, aside from what I just said. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's completely appropriate because you were not settling in. By the way, you have a very attractive head. You do? Mi amor. <laughs> mi amor. Tengo respeto para tu familia, mi amor. Eso es Gracias. <laughs> Alright, we're going to do a little section now called Rapid Fire. You ready? Ready. And I'm going to throw some questions at you. Alright, how do you take your coffee? Creamy sugar. Can you smell snow? No. Best memory of Gilmore Girls? I love when I couldn't hack. I was struggling with Ted's death and I didn't want to I wanted so much to do good and I, but I, and and they were so professional and so kind, these girls who led, who ran the show mm-hmm. and they had, they go, you know what? We're chicks. We get you done. We'll handle it. Right. Don't sweat it. Right. And they were so graceful about letting me down right. off of my, right. you know, where I had built my stress up to and i was struggling and it was so kind and so graceful that i just was felt well handled and just blessed to have been able to work amongst you know you guys that's my favorite moment because i could say all kinds of wishy-washy for you know made up stuff but it wouldn't be meaningful to you right and would be true right the cast member that you've texted most recently from gil from gilmore 
from Gilmore. Yeah. And if you haven't, that's okay. No, I haven't. I was going to say it's this actor, Alessandro Nivola. Oh, sure. He's terrific. So I've got you here. And as long as I have you here, I want to ask you one non-Gilmore related question. I think Johnny Depp is, I don't know if he's considered an underrated actor. I think he's getting his accolades as, as a craftsman, as an actor. But what was it like working with him on Blow? Because those, those, those scenes were electric. They really were. We started off together. I don't know if you know this, but Ted had me bring him the script because he couldn't get at him mm-hmm. through the channels. And so I, I went up to his house, and, uh, and it was incredibly inappropriate thing for me to do. I put it off for months, and, mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of months, but we weren't going to get the budget if we couldn't get him right. uh, through Bob, Bob Shea. And, uh, oh, it was Bob Shea? Okay. Bob Shea and yeah. New Line, Five yeah, Line, New so, yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, the Italian, the guy that got bounced, you know, the guy, what was his name? Uh, Mike DeLuca? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, so, okay. They were all, they were all in, you know, and, and uh, uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie, uh, what the heck was this guy's name? I'm sorry, this is so long ago, but, but in any case, I know, Ted, who t- I know who you're talking about. He's another uh, independent financer, producer. Yeah, Carrie, exactly. His name right. is Carrie um, Woods. Carrie Woods. Yeah. Woods. Yeah, yes. Right. So Carrie Woods was in on Beautiful Girls, this picture we did. For, right. So in, in any case, the Weinsteins did that one. So we, they, we, there was a lot of pressure. I was just, I grew up, I became really good friends with an actor, Matt Dillon. And Matt was the best man at my wedding. God bless him. He's been a good friend. We both collect. 78s in Latin. We're, we're both, you know, really into jazz. And so I went up to Johnny's with the script and uh, I'm like, hey, man, you know, I told Ted for months, I can't do this. This is like, you know, I started off my career with Johnny. We did a AFI short film together in 85, which nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, how you got your tape on yourself when you want to get in the industry and you didn't have an agent. They had an agent. They were with Herb Tobias and Associates. It was like, Everybody and their mother was at this guy's place and he was a throwback. This old agent, this old man, he, he was like, I had to have been like 70 something. And he brought me in his office. He goes, Hey, what do you want? Scotch kid? I said, I'm 15, sir. He goes, All right, well, welcome to the shop. You know, this old man, he was a great old man, Herb Tobias. It was Johnny Depp, Jason Getrick. Right. Little known name from back in the day. Right. It was Charlie Jean, Emilio Estevez, Sean, Pen, Chris Penn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny, Sherilyn Finn. So that's how we met. We went to an audition at this woman's house. It was Johnny, Sherilyn, and myself. And we got into a, Johnny and I got into like a physical improv thing by accident with these characters. And we fell. And Johnny had this arrowhead medallion and it went and hit him in his eye. So all through the filming, he's got a black eye in the shape of an arrowhead under his eye. So when we, when we, we, we wrestled, but we have this VHS tape. And I'm sure he probably like, either had it all like taken. I, I don't know how you could get that like from AFI, but it, I haven't seen it since then, but it was, mm-hmm. it was like, it was really like the night before, <laughs> the night before we filmed on the first day at, at my house, I was supposed to tell my dad that we were going to film there in my room and they were having coffee. And I go, the, uh, the crew's here and they had the kids are bringing out all these lines, wire, like long, long power cords and stuff for lights. And my dad just left without saying he was so pissed. Mm-hmm. And he called me. He's like, can we come back now? 
I'm like, yeah, Dad, sorry. I'm really sorry. He's like, wow, you really pissed me off, Max. And I'm like, okay, well, you wanted me to do something. You said I had to drop out. I, I had to do something. I'm trying to do something. Mm-hmm. He said, you're not going to get it done this way. You're not going to be a professional unless you study under masters mm-hmm. from years old. And I said, I never said I want to be an actor. I said, I, 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 uh, I want to try to do something. You know, and, you know, you're struggling with your dad and I'd never been really beaten by my father. Maybe I should have been. That was, you know, probably. A nightmare no, 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 no. You didn't miss out on anything. Trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was in, like, I worked at a punk rock club. At, well, I would sneak out at 14 years old and I worked at this punk rock club in Hollywood. And I was watching like inadvertently the, the whole music scene, like this genre being created with punk and rock and roll, rockabilly and country western and all this stuff. And it was all these great passionate musicians but it was this tight-knit scene of people that just wanted to go jam hour after hour till like eight in the morning you wind up and they were iconic uh uh, road 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 uh signs on this you know highway of uh you know of uh of mystery and desire that i grew up in in 80s in, in hollywood you know, being a fly on the wall. And I was too young to be at these over 21 clubs and they just couldn't get rid of me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the cops didn't mind me, so I didn't get arrested. And mm-hmm. I worked at over 21 clubs. I was a DJ at all the nightclubs in LA when I was a kid. And so I got it. So you yeah. gave you gave the script uh, to Johnny. I, yeah, I had to give the... And he, and the he read the script and he liked it. And he saw the $20 million offer attached to it. Oh, good and, Lord, uh, yeah. Wow. And Ted said, tell him there's $20 million attached to this and give him the script. And you're the first, you know, you're cast, Max, already, but just do this for us. And I really felt uncomfortable doing it. And, yeah. Uh, no, a- but you got to do, you got to bring people together. Uh, and you don't know that you're supposed to do stuff like yeah, that. That's a really tough thing, taking $20 million to your friend. Yeah. Well, you never ask for anything. You don't, what are you going to do? It's just an awkward situation. I don't think you were asking for anything. I think you were giving him something. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, but I hear you. It's it's a tough favor to ask, but I don't know. You know, no, he was the guy for the, for the, he made it happen for, and so everybody, you know, did their part. It was a good film. It was a fun film to watch. It was a really good I sat through the editing of the film with Ted and we were buddies tight, you know. I like think he really, you know, we you know, he you know, he uh he was just such a giving and a guy like that just said to you, Hey guys, you wanna be a part of this? Come on, let's go. Mm -hmm. Hey, come on. You guys wanna do we wanna have fun. I like you guys to, you know, you, you know, your energy that you bring. And he would say things like that, to, that were true, mm-hmm. that, you know, about, you know, the people that he was bringing together. But anyway, I'm sorry. Oh, Ted, cool. Ted, Ted, Ted uh, definitely was a sweetheart. Yeah. Well, you're a sweetheart too. You're a sweet guy, Max. And uh, thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for sharing these stories. Uh, and we would love to have you back on at some point. And uh, yeah, pal, anytime. This was uh, this was a very uh, uh, a, a very interesting uh, a journey back in time. And uh, I hope it didn't tax you emotionally too much. But I think I think everybody can see and hear that Max Perlick is the real deal. This is what an actor is: uh, a committed. Um, actor who feels everything that he does or he can't do it. And that's 
the soul of what we do. Um, and some people are just a little more committed to their craft than others. And it's pretty clear that you're one of those, uh, very, very committed artists who, um, you know, creates from the very, uh, depths of his soul. And, uh, we appreciate it because you gave a very, very memorable performance in as Rome. I had fun. Thank you. I yeah. had a lot of fun. With and guess what? The audience had a tremendous amount of time, tre tremendous time, uh, 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 watching your work, man. So thank you for that. Okay. I, I enjoy what I saw when I watched it. It made me, you know, very warm inside. And when I saw what the work that, you know, in all of the episodes that you guys put together and I just enjoy watching the troop of uh, Gilmore girls. So bravo. Thank Keep you, buddy. Hey, all right. much love to you, man. Giving you a big hug. Okay. Likewise. All right, Call buddy. Right Peace. Wow. Wow. That's an actor for you right there. That's an actor living it. You know, people, people don't understand sometimes what it takes to do this job. Ah, uh, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Every time I go on vacation, I find myself packing an extra bag with essentials, supplies, and food. But that's all in the past because people can sign up for Target Circle 360, which gives everyone unlimited same-day delivery wherever they go. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure there's enough burgers, chips, paper towels, etc. Don't freak out. Target Circle 360 is coming to the rescue with unlimited same-day delivery. It's the fastest way to get more Target. So sign up for Target Circle 360 today. The only thing better than getting delivery from Target is getting unlimited same-day delivery from Target while you're on vacation. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 so you can stock up on food supplies, pool stuff, and everything in between without ever interrupting your summer plans. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Riley, and this is your pop culture. First, we have Rory, Yoko Ono, really? Lane, a very misunderstood artist, and the Beatles would have broken up anyway. Yoko Ono was married to the Beatles' John Lennon. Together, they had a son named Sean Lennon, and Yoko Ono means one child in Japanese. She had a guest appearance on the TV show Mad About You called Yoko Said in 1995, and the Bare Naked Ladies wrote a song called Be My Yoko Ono. Yeah, you know, the Beatles were uh, at odds. At that time. But John and Paul basically hated each other. Um, and they didn't want to be in the same room. To, and George George was trying to get out of the band. He was sick of all the arguing. And he was sick of getting his great songs rejected. They, his great songs were not getting on the albums. It probably wasn't Yoko's fault. It probably wasn't Yoko's fault. Because George wanted out a couple of times. And I think he even delivered... Uh, to uh, who was it? Uh, the, the, their manager, like I'm leaving the band. I I can't stand this. I'm gonna go make my own album because I like they. Th- Paul rejected um, while my guitar gently weeps. If you can um, believe that, I do think there's a chance though. Yoko and John could have been having dinner, and sh- he's like, eh, "Should I stay?" And she's like, "Nah, go." That could have happened. But it's. I just think. Those guys were together for so long since the time they were 16 years old. They went to Germany together and they were in Hamburg and they were 17, 18 and 19. I think John might have been 20 at that time. John was the oldest. But I mean, George was 17, I I think maybe 18, but 17 years old. And he wanted out. He wanted out. He wanted out. So I don't think Yoko had a lot to do with it. Rory says, "Okay, I must listen to anyone named Claudine Lager. Claudine is a singer, actress, dancer, and recording artist popular during the 1960s and 1970s. She was married two times. She actually shot and killed her boyfriend, an Olympic skier, and only spent 30 days in jail for it. And one of her marriages was to Andy Williams, who discovered the Osmonds. Yeah. Spider Savage, the skier. He was a very popular guy in Aspen. He was an entrepreneur after his skiing career. He was a he was I think he was an Olympic skier and then a pro. They used to have a pro ski racing circuit that they would televise on NBC or ABC every weekend. It was like the um, wide world of sports. They always had the pros uh, racing in, in tandem. They'd have the dual courses right side by side. And Spider Savage was the, one of the leading money winners. Lorelai to Luke, that's very Richard Simmons of you. Oh, a great one. Richard Simmons is famous for his red and white shorts. 
he found an anonymous note attached to his car about his weight, and this ultimately led to his body transformation. His most famous workout tapes were Sweatin' to the Oldies and Sweat and Shout. And Richard Simmons is still alive, but no one knows where he is. He disappeared. The topic became a podcast called Missing Richard Simmons. I bet you, you know what? I bet you he's a Gilmore fan, and let's get him on the show. That is an excellent podcast, by the way. I that's highly not, recommend that's a, it. That's a good, good, which one? Having him on this show or his own uh, podcast? Missing Richard Simmons. Oh. Nobody can find him, but after you give us five stars, pop on over to Missing Richard Simmons and <laughs> take a listen. Lorelai. Look, I know that Mrs. Kim and Robert Duvall and the great Santini share a striking resemblance, but she is Lane's mom. A 1979 American drama film based on Pat Conroy's novel, The Great Santini. The Great Santini's original name was Wilbur Bull Meacham. And Robert Duvall was an American actor that has been nominated for seven Academy Awards and seven Golden Globe Awards. Robert's three biggest movies were Apocalypse Now, The Godfather, and the Tom Cruise classic Days of Summer. Wrong. His biggest movie was To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm. That's a big That's what too. launched him. He is still alive and in, is 90 years old. Is he 90? Lorelai says, you're nervous. You don't have some guy staring at you like he's Cher and you're the kid from Mask. Oh. So um, Cher plays Rusty Davis, the mom of Rocky. Eric Soltz plays Rocky Dennis. And actor Eric Soltz wore so much makeup for the movie, so he had to present ID to security at a post-production party to prove who he was. <laughs> Eric Stoltz was the original. Uh, he, he, he was cast in Back to the Future, and they fired him, and they hired Michael J. Fox. Yes, and if you go on YouTube, you can even see some of his scenes. Oh, really? really? Oh, yeah. Lane says, Beethoven, the one with the dog? <laughs> so Beethoven is 1992 American family comedy about a St. Bernard. The dog playing Beethoven had 12 doubles, and one of them was actually named Beethoven. The film stars Oliver Platt, Bonnie Hunt, Charles Croden, and Patricia Heaton all starred in the movie. Joseph Gordon-Levitt made his first ever film appearance as student number one. And in addition to the trained dogs on set, a mechanical dog was used to achieve facial expressions and reactions. Wait, Scott, did you, were you ever like... In your early days, like busboy number two, waiter number three, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. What, in big films? No, no. I was never an extra. I, I never did extra work. What did you get your SAG card for? I think I got it for a movie. The first thing I did out here was with Tracy Lords, the, uh, oh, the, the ex-porn star. Was it porny? No, it wasn't. It was a detective. Uh, I, I was a detective... Uh, I played her husband. She was a detective. We were detectives. It, it was during the, uh, I was out on vacation. I got this part. I was living in New York and I, so I had to stay out here and it was during the, uh, you know, there was a lot of, we were shooting right in the middle of those Rodney King riots when the whole city. Oh, in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. 92. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. Early nineties. Yeah. And, uh, they had to, uh, put us in the back seat of cars down on the floorboards covered in blankets to get us out of there. Cause we were shooting downtown. We were shooting downtown Whoa. in the Oscar, My a former Oscar Meyer Wiener warehouse. And we we're doing all this gunfire and chasing each other around buildings, shooting guns. So we, they had to get us out of there at like two. Riley, were you born in 92? 93. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> Called intent to kill. It was with Yafit Koto, Yafit Koto, Angelo Tiff, me, Tracy Lords, uh, and then uh, actually Tracy Lords did. Uh, there it is. 
second billing. You got, got second yes, billing. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. And then Tracy Lords. We'll put on the Instagram what we're all looking at. She she did. I didn't make it on the poster though. See. Um, no, that was just Tracy Lord's legs made it on right. the poster. Uh, am I in? No, I don't think that's me. Is that me? No. Maybe I'm think the thing on fire in the background that you can't see. I don't know. But uh, she was on an episode of Gilmore Girls. Are you serious? She actually, she, she actually did an episode of Gilmore Girls. I think it was when like that season happens, four. We are absolutely having her on. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. I was uh, that was I was having a good time uh, on that. I set. bet you were. I was having a real. I had so I had all my friends visiting me every night because we were doing night shoots on Hollywood Boulevard, car crashes and stuff. And uh, so I was basically having a party. I had this big trailer, and and I was having a party in there every single night. It was so much. Riley, fun. your job is to try to find this movie to and watch to kill, so we can all watch it. And then next weekend, we'll all watch Saw. What Saw were you in? I was at. I think I was at four and four and five. I was so horrendously bad in Intent to Kill. It's kind of embarrassing. It, 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 I was so bad in that movie. It was all just, the better for us to watch. Oh, you'll laugh. You're, you'll laugh. So <laughs> we have one more. And speaking of movies, so this is Attack of the 50 Foot Woman. Oh. Attack of the 50 Foot Woman is a 1958 science fiction horror. The film was shot in eight days and was under budget. The film's poster was ranked number eight on the 25 best movie posters ever by Premiere Magazine. And the original title for the film was The Astounding Giant Woman. You know, that could be, could have been Lorelei in, in Rune's eyes, you know, commenting on her size constantly. What size is your shoe? How tall are you? East referred to her as an East German basketball player. Mm. <laughs> I have the same size shoe as Lorelai, size nine. Nine, you got and a nine. And when she said it, really? Yeah, and Rune was like, "Whoa!" It made me feel all sorts of things. How I'm tall? Like, <laughs> how dear are you? How tall are you? Oh, I'm five four. I just okay. got a big foot. <laughs> so Lauren's probably I don't know. She's five eight, five nine. Yeah, Lauren's tall. You know, she's tall. Attack of the five nine woman. Attack of the five. That, maybe that was the original title for Gilmore Girls: The Attack of the Five Nine Woman and Her Daughter. All right, everybody, let's do uh, let's do favorite lines. Uh, let's Riley start us off. What's your favorite line in this episode? So this has to be probably my favorite line of season one. And it is, you know, maybe sometime we could. No, no, no. I, I have a great line from this episode. I have okay. a great line. Right. It is, is it? Uh... you know, maybe sometime we could. Mine's better than all of yours. Hold on one sec. You know, maybe sometime <laughs> we could. Uh... My favorite line is, um... you know, maybe sometime we could. Uh... <laughs> the door. The jingling, the jingling door. <laughs> maybe sometime we could, I could ring your bell. <laughs> maybe sometime. But it was. Momentous. Oh God, that's funny. Good stuff. Good job. Good stuff. All right, so we're gonna add a little uh, section here. Uh, uh, a wonderful idea from a fan uh, that we're gonna adopt. It's called required reading. And today's recommendation, or not really a recommendation, it's pretty much a command for everybody to read 
the following, the unabridged journals of Sylvia Plath. Rory was reading this book on the bench in front of uh, uh, her old high school. And just a little more background. She was married to uh, Ted Hughes, who was uh, quite a gifted uh, writer, uh, uh, poet. He wrote a series of book of poems called Crow. So read Ted Hughes as well. And that's my personal recommendation. Classic episode. Classic episode. And uh, don't forget, next episode, number 13. Episode 13 is Concert Interruptus. So I want everybody to watch it. So we're all up to speed. Don't forget, everybody, I'm going to be at the Mohegan Sun uh, this coming weekend uh, in, what is it, Uncasville, Uncasville, Connecticut, at the Mohegan Sun Casino. Come on by. I want to say hello to everybody. Um, Take some photos. Share some stories. And I believe we're doing a, uh, we are going to be doing a podcast from uh, the venue Sunday, 1 o'clock, with special guest Sean Gunn and maybe some other Surprise guests as well. We're going to have a lot of fun. Do some Q&A. So come on by to that panel uh, slash podcast Sunday at Mohegan Sun. And uh, let's have some fun, guys. All right. That's it. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com, grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Planning to host this summer? Same-day delivery is a party saver. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure there's enough burgers, chips, paper towels, etc. Don't freak out. Target Circle 360 is coming to the rescue with unlimited same-day delivery. It's the fastest way to get more Target, so sign up today. Take care of your guest. Target takes care of the rest. Summer hosting is so much easier when you have unlimited same-day delivery from Target. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 today. Visit Target.com Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms. Applies to orders over $35. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.